the call to worship for today is found in John 14, 1 to 3, and Matthew 24, 30 through 31. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you may also be where I am. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory, and he will send his angels. Today's scripture reading is found in Isaiah chapter 65, verses 17 through 25, and it's found in the Pew Bibles on pages 692 and 693. See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create, for I will, recre I will create Jerusalem to be a delight, and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought to be a mere child. The one who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain, nor will they bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they're still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Good morning to each one of you this morning. It's a joy to be together, especially for me. It's fun to be with my church family. And, um, yeah. Oh, that came out really Now I got your attention. Uh, it's wonderful to be with the church family this morning. And it's good to be able to think about how much fun the pastor's having. I heard projections of 47,000 pathfinders <coughs> in one little valley there. And I thought, boy, that's got to be an, an exciting experience. This last week I talked to Doc, uh, Bob Wong, our pathfinder director for the conference, who's preparing, and he... Uh, he is aging, but day by day. <laughs> he, he, I asked him, Bob, well, you're looking forward to Oshkosh? And he says, well, I've been given the responsibility of security for that weekend. Do you think I'm looking forward to it? <laughs> and uh, he was, of course, looking forward to it, but with uh, great trepidation. So, we want to keep them on in our prayers and, and uh, look forward to the time that all those young people return home with great stories and a, and a new heart for the Lord. It'll be a great experience. Well, this morning I would like to begin by just praying with you briefly. And so let's bow our heads. 
Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, um, I thank you for giving me a message to share. It's a message that I cannot do adequately without you, and so I ask your Holy Spirit to guide today in every way so that the word sitters shared, that the, uh, the songs that are shared, the everything that is experienced here today will be aided by your Holy Spirit and, and glorify you in every way possible. We look forward to what you're going to do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I had a, a, a good time this last week. One morning I woke up and I went out and I was driving down the road and the sun was so blue and it was still a little bit coolish in the morning and everything looked so clean and lovely and uh, I was thinking, even the car's clean, and I was enjoying that to no end. And as I drove along, I got to thinking, you know, what could be better than this day? And as soon as I had that thought, I reflected back on having read the newspaper and watching the news on the way down, and I realized that our lives today, in the world that we live in, are filled with extreme contrasts. On one side, there's the wonderful joy of being in the United States of America and having the joys that are given to us and we, and we share in a, in a land that has a freedom and a joy that not many places have in this world. And the comfort of knowing that each day will follow will, will probably be a good day and that we won't have to worry about some of the things in other areas. And then I reflected back that my brothers and sisters in Baghdad have, their membership have dropped to about 50 members, was 150 in two churches in Iraq. And now my friends that are from there tell me that every day they live terrorized and dread having to leave the house. Then I think about those who have felt alienated in that country and have fled to different places in this last week the fear of losing hundreds or thousands of lives as they might have been wiped out. But the reality of knowing that even though some were spared, there's still other things going on. Right next door in Syria, I'm sure that it's terrifying every day if you lived in certain areas. If you uh, um, realize that to be on the Gaza Strip, the same way, knowing that probably from one day to another, your, your house may not exist. If you're in Israel, knowing that you can't walk freely, if you happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, your life would cease to exist also. We look to the Middle East and we see that great troubled area. And then we look over in other areas and we realize that, uh, that other individuals are facing uh, troubling times. The next door neighbor to Russia um, trying to keep its independence and, uh, and the challenges that are there are many, many, many. Then we reflect to the continent that we call Africa and realize that terror is spreading from country to country, that handshakes must be terrifying, that just being in the presence of other people must be terrifying as a disease that seems to know no easy cure is spreading like wildfire. 
all through the countries. And at the same time, unrest and violence is, is, is finding its place everywhere. Just this morning, I read about uh, a place I've done lots of mission trips to, and that's the country of Honduras, and a little city called San Pedro Sula. And I can remember uh, walking around the city and uh, taking the, the air, uh, airplane out of that city and into that city and taxis all through there with no problems at all. And yet it is one of the highest ratios of city for murder in any place in the world right now. hundred and seventy some people per hundred thousand uh, population have died this last year. And they don't have a work going on. <laughs> Not one except for what is caused by drugs, alcohol, and gangs in that area. What a contrast. We live in relative peace and security while others dream about it and wish for it and pray to make it through the night. As I mentioned to you folks before, I grew up not far, far, far from here in the Pomona Church, and two weeks ago I had the pleasure of going and preaching there and sharing with them. I became 10 years old again. As I walked around that church and looked around, all the memories came back, my fear of going downstairs and seeing the the fire burning in the furnace as I walked to the bathroom was, was a big deal, only to find out that they don't use those bathrooms anymore and they got new ones upstairs, so I could be, I could be safe there. I remember walking up stairs in the balcony and not wanting to get too close because I might fall over, and the windows that um, go from floor to ceiling of that church, the balcony, they have little niches and you could walk up and look all the way down in those niches. Now they put banisters and little picket fences around all those areas. So as a little boy, I wouldn't feel so unsafe as I did at that time. But what a contrast. That Sabbath, I had the joy of, of meeting with 20 people in that church that when I was 10, I remember would be filled up with at least 500, 550 on a Sabbath. It was a tremendous contrast. And I remember as a little boy, something that is very clear to me in my mind today is that there was a theme that that church seemed to chant because on Wednesday nights, we were at church chanting the theme and on Friday nights, we were at the church chanting it. Sabbath, we chanted them. And then Sabbath afternoon, we chanted again because we went out and took um, all sorts of things to the neighborhood and passed out and materials all over that city. The chant was a finished work. Let us finish God's task, you know. Let's finish the work so we can go home. Well, I, like many other individuals in life, said I thought I was going home long before this. And yet the reality is we're still here. I've come to conclusion we're here because God knows the time he's going to return. And there's a lot of people that he loves that aren't born yet. <laughs> and he wants them to be a part of the kingdom. But loved ones, I believe like never before in my life that we're closer to Jesus Christ than we have ever been in my lifetime. 
If we had the kind of tragedies going on around us when I was 10 years old that we have every day to deal with, even in this country, we would be on our knees ready for Christ's return. By the time I was 10 years old, I had a bicycle and I was riding it all over Pomona. All day long I'd be gone. Mom wouldn't know exactly where I was. And so I asked her recently, how could you let me go at 10 years old in Pomona to ride all over that city all day not long and not know where I was? And her return response to me was, what was there that could happen? What could possibly happen? <laughs> you were okay, I knew you were safe. Can't do that now, can you? Totally different environment. If I had a 10-year-old now, even though I would be fearing the phone bills, they would have a cell phone so I could get them every few minutes. It's a whole totally different environment than it was in a child. Loved ones, I really believe Jesus Christ is coming back very very soon. And I'm anxious for that. I'm looking forward to it with all my heart. Because I understand, as hopefully each one of you understand, that the whole concept of his second coming is bright and beautiful to us because of the sacrifice he made for us. He gave us his son, not only to minister to us and model to us on this earth, but to give his life to pay the penalty that we should have assumed so that we could live through his death. Today I'd like to share with you just something that I find reminds me of that time. And um, hopefully it will remind you too And it will inspire you to be with God when He returns again. Sorry, wrong button. Still wrong button. Sorry. This is the walk he took for us. And he wore 
a crown of thorns upon his head. And he bore with every step the scorn of those who cried out for his death. Crown of the Delarosa, called the way of suffering, like a lamb came the Messiah. Christ the King, but he chose to roll that one out of his love for you, for me. Down the Via Dolorosa, all the way to Calvary. Por la via dolorosa, triste día en Jerusalén. Los soldados le abrían paso a Jesús. Mas la gente se acercaba para ver a que llevaba aquella cruz. Por la via dolorosa, Es la vía del dolor, como viejo vino Cristo Rey, Señor, y fue el quien quiso ir por su amor, por ti, por mí, por la vía dolorosa al Calvario. The blood that would cleanse the souls of all men made its way to the heart of Jerusalem. Down the Via Dolorosa. All the way and suffering, like a lamb came the Messiah, Christ the King. But he chose to walk that road out of his love for you, for me. Down the Via Dolorosa, all the way. To Calvary. I'm happy, oh so happy, that he took that walk, aren't you? Because it's not for just us, it's for each one of us. It was personally done 
it had a personal mark for you. Because Jesus loves you so much, he cannot stand the thought of being without you. He's really looking forward to that time. And so Jesus has done this for us as individuals, not only our salvation, but he's given us peace for this world, in a world that doesn't have any other source of peace. He's given us the opportunity to understand that this is just a journey. We're on our way through. He's preparing us something much more. And I believe when Jesus said, I come to bring you peace, I want to leave you peace, that that was a real thing that he wanted us to experience here on this earth as well as in the heavenly kingdom. He doesn't want us to have to be anxious. He doesn't want us to shake in our boots every time we walk out of the house. He wants to give us the opportunity of knowing that he has a plan for us. He's already put it on the roll and we're on the way, not through this life just, but into the heavenly kingdom. That's his plan for you and me. There's a wonderful experience that we are to experience in this peace, and I'd like to share with you this We can have peace because we can trust in Him. Maker of this heart
So isn't it neat knowing you're not walking through this life alone? You don't have to do it and make your own way. You've got a shepherd. You've got somebody that loves you so intensely, and yet in that love, he always has time for you. Every concern, every decision made, every time you turn around, you may not know it, but God is there, either through his guardian angel or in the presence himself. In any way possible, God is there. And so we can live through this life, experience what we have to experience, and learn to trust that one that is always there with us. I am probably like most of you, Every once in a while, I dream about something really great. I revel in the times that I dream about being with God and being whisked off this earth. I don't think we talk about it enough. We don't hear about it enough. I had a conversation with someone recently who shared with me that they weren't looking forward to heaven. That took me surprise, surprise. But I appreciated the honesty. And when I listened to what was shared with me, it was fraught with disappointment in themselves and being able to be good enough to be there. Felt that I was never going to be good enough to be there when I was younger, and this person was experiencing it too. The reality is, that's the devil's plan. <laughs> He wants to discourage us and make us feel that somehow we've got to make it under our own steam. And the reality is that God has paid for the ticket already. And he wants to be with us daily 
to change us and grow us and make us different individuals, but that's what he sent the Holy Spirit for. And so in reality, the whole walk has been supplied with God, so we don't have to worry about that. The second thing that was shared was, I'm not sure I want to spend an eternity in anywhere. This life has been bad enough. I don't know about how I could ever deal with an eternity. And I don't feel worthy. Shared with this individual. You know what? We have a tendency to think of heaven as our reward. And the reality is our reward wouldn't be much if it was based on what we had done to get here. The reality is God has done it all. So in heaven... The reward tilts towards God's side. It's God's reward. If you're a parent, perhaps you can understand this. When we get to heaven, God gets his children back. If your children live far from your home, and mine do, God never has to worry about the distances that separate him from his children. The glory goes to God because he's the one who deserves it. He's done it all for us. When that individual she left, she shared with me that she'd gone through a paradigm shift in her thinking about the heavenly kingdom, was looking forward to it. Praise God for that. I'm looking forward to that time where there will be no more tears. Praises to Christ 
It's wonderful because it talks about the reality that Satan can't keep us into the ground. There's no way that he can stop what Jesus Christ is going to do for you. The song is titled Rising.
Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, what good news you created for us. Heaven is just around the corner. You're soon to return. And we can be back home again. And you keep your children. So, I want to thank you, Lord, for everything that you've everything that you've done. each one of your children in this church. Give them your hugs. Hold them tight through the diversity and challenges of this life and the sorrows and keep their eyes firm fixedly, fixed completely on you until the time you return, which we know is soon. Thank you for this. Thank you for going to do it. We claim this in the holy name of Jesus. 
Our dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we ask now that you come and be with us, abide in us, walk with us together, even though we're not together with each other. Be with us through the week and bless us as we share with others the good news of your coming. In Jesus' name, amen.